On today's show, we discuss a potential Sixers lineup change and talk about whether it would be beneficial or not. Also, the recent MVP odds are out. Where does Joel Embiid rank after a bizarre performance and with the upcoming schedule? Do the Sixers have what it takes to steer this thing on the right track? Let's go. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Philly Take with RB. You know the drill by now. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the show right now. Hit that bell so you don't miss any of the upcoming content. Hit that little share button as well. You know, share it around to a friend, a fellow Sixers fan, whoever it may be. Help us continue to grow as we consistently pump out this content. Today we're back. We actually have a little bit of a breather, right? Kind of a weird scheduling thing early in the year here uh, with the Sixers and the NBA. Four days off. But hey, I'm not complaining. We definitely need it. We definitely need it. They need it. I need it. You need it. I mean, I still have not gotten over what happened a couple nights ago. It's like seeing stars, man. I I can't believe it. I can't believe it. What a performance. Why don't we start there today? Why don't we just remind ourselves? Look at this. This is Philadelphia-esque right here. Embiid-esque. I mean, the cheers raining down at the Wells Fargo. Look at that. Everybody's in awe after watching this man put up numbers that had never been posted in an NBA game together. Not only 59 points of blowing his previous career high away, but 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 7 blocks. It is unreal what Joel Embiid did. And like I said the other night, that's how you galvanize the squad. That's how you bring the troops together and you led and you said the right things and you did the right things on the court and you dominated. And talk about two big wins back-to-back to to, uh, start off this home stretch. We'll definitely get into that more later on. But shout-out to uh, Joel Embiid. And uh, this was something I brought up the other night. I didn't know the exact statistic, but shout-out to our guy, Austin Krell, for putting it on Twitter. Embiid last night, when you add up the total points he was responsible for, scored or assisted on 78 of our 105 points, 74% of the total offense. Am I happy? That we won the game. Yeah. Am I happy that Joel Embiid had to do that much to win the game? No. But man, it was sweet. It was sweet to watch. And, and shout out to Joel for uh, getting it done. But anyway, I want to talk about this team. And, you know, now that we have, you know, just a chance to kind of breathe a little bit, you know, so many games, day in, day out, we're going live, we're covering the games. You don't really get to look at everything by stepping back sometimes. And, I was, you know, just going through some things today, just looking around, just, just kind of scrolling and researching a little bit. And I came up with an interesting statistic here. And, you know, people have been talking about a potential lineup change. Now, let's take it back a step. A couple games ago, James Harden was injured. This is about, what, four games ago, five games ago, and he's out for a month. So what did the Sixers do? They decided to go with the Anthony Melton as their two guard next to Tyrese Maxey. And, and, you know, a lot of people like that. Melton is off to a great start this season. Individually, he's doing his thing. And then DeAnthony Melton, a couple games ago, is out with back stiffness. So who comes in his place? Matisse Thibel, who has been all over the map. He gets minutes. He doesn't play, et cetera. Like, it's so back and forth. But the last two games, the Sixers have won. Thibel has started. Melton came back last game, but Doc elected to stay with Matisse Thibel in the starting lineup. And while everybody's been complaining about P.J. Tucker, okay, I said this the day P.J. was signed. I reiterated it through the whole offseason. There's going to be nights when people hate P.J. Tucker. He's going to do nothing. Then there's going to be other nights where he's a a big key contributor. But at the end of the day, he's a pro 
He's a vet. He has won a championship come playoff time. I truly believe PJ will be just fine. Now, I do agree. He has been subpar compared to our expectations, what we thought we were getting so far. But let's not forget, you know, he underwent a little surgery right before the year. He's still trying to get acclimated a little bit. So let's give him a little break. He's been around for a long time. and He's played with this with, with some of these guys, especially James Harden. So I think he will be okay. The funniest part, and it's really comical to me, I laugh it off, is when people say, oh, well, he's just like Ben Simmons. He's just like Ben Simmons. First and foremost, okay, those are two different players, two different skill sets, two completely different roles. P.J. Tucker is a role player. We're coming to find out Ben Simmons is a role player too, which I tried to tell you guys. But at the end of the day, all right, P.J. Tucker's in a completely different role. He's trying to fit in. He's trying to do little things here and there to impact the game. He's not, he's, he's not some... Number one overall pick, I mean, incredibly skilled player that, that, you know, is just not utilizing his talent, okay? P.J. Tucker is getting up there in age, so let's calm down a little bit. But anyway, everybody wants to take P.J. out of the starting lineup. However, after looking at this stat here, maybe you'll change your mind a little bit. Now, I am not the biggest stat guy in terms of I'm going to let analytics run my life and run the game of basketball for me, Okay. Are stats important? Yes, but they don't always tell the whole story. However, in this case, I do find it very interesting going through the numbers for the two starting lineups. Okay, let's look at the lineup after James Harden got hurt, which which had DeAnthony Melton in the starting lineup, which is right here at the bottom. And then let's look at the lineup with Thibel in the starting lineup over DeAnthony Melton. Now that lineup has played four games together, 52 minutes total. The other one, 26 minutes total. Okay, Maxie, Melton, Tucker, Harrison, Bede. And look at the differences here. The net rating for this lineup, the one with DeAnthony Melton, negative 12.7. What does that mean? They're getting outscored with that lineup on the floor. However, the lineup with Matisse Thibel and P.J. Tucker has a defensive rating of 84. That is by far the best on the team. You can see some of the other ones here, 108, 123, 139. Some of these can be skewed. And again, it's it doesn't always tell the whole story, but the net rating here is 34.7. This lineup has been significantly solid together. And you may ask, well, why is that? Matisse Thibel doesn't play offense. PJ has struggled. I don't know. It could be a plethora of reasons. Maybe Joel Embiid has more space, maybe he has more touches, he's dominated more, maybe he's been hot in those games, maybe Maxie's been hot, maybe Tobias can get going a little bit better, not having as many ball handlers on the floor, and again, when James Harden comes back, we know he's going to be in the lineup, so this all changes, but for now, going based off of these numbers, looking through some of these different lineups, trying to put some context to it, all right, not just only look at the numbers, because the eye test matters as well, but maybe the starting lineup change that we need it's the one that we've implemented the last couple games. Maybe that's why Doc Rivers stuck with that lineup. Maybe we do need DeAnthony Melton coming off the bench because what does he do? He produces, right? He comes in and he mans that unit. That's what he was doing for the first week of the season. I know he was cold a couple games, but once he caught fire, I mean, he's averaging 10, 12 a game. And maybe what we need to do is have Thibel and Tucker remain in the starting lineup. What does that do? Yes, it limits you offensively a bit. But maybe we don't need as many ball handlers. And this is a big topic of conversation when it comes to Harden and Maxi playing together. And Tobias as well. This is why we need to stagger, especially when Joel Embiid is your number one option. Maybe it's better because there's just a little more space, right? Thibel sitting in the corner, Tucker in the opposite corner. 
And let's not forget, Thibel, his defense has actually been really good this season so far when he has gotten the opportunity. Yes, it's been back and forth in terms of when he's playing, when he's not. I feel like it's like that with a lot of players. But if Thibel can just develop a little bit of a shot, this would be the perfect spot for him going forward in the future. Like, Thibel can be that 3 and D wing for you. Like, he needs to develop that shot and continue to shoot. He had that one game where he hit a couple threes. He hasn't really done much since. On the defensive side, though, he can rack up three, four steals a game. He's been pretty good. And having him and having a guy like P.J. Tucker, who knows how to play the position well, who's been around, who can guard some of the best scorers, maybe that is a more efficient lineup, especially because you can run a lot more efficient maxi and bead pick and roll without guys getting in the way. So, I mean, that's just something I looked at. And again, it doesn't tell the whole story, but I mean, these are these. this is a significant jump in numbers. And for this lineup, uh, to only be giving up 84 points per 100. I mean, it's interesting. It's very interesting. So maybe the lineup change we need is to keep this in for now until James Harden comes back and our bench has been up and down and it takes him some time to get going. But maybe DeAnthony Melton being that anchor off the second unit would be good for this squad. Just some food for thought. The last thing I want to talk about, uh, or actually the, the second to last thing that I want to talk about is the schedule. Uh, we look at these upcoming games, right? Uh, the Sixers won the first two of the home stretch. Now you got four days of rest. Then you have Milwaukee coming into town. Big game, but you're well-rested. You should be able to take them down to the wire. You should have beat them the first time without Chris Middleton. And they've lost a couple games recently to bad teams, so they're not unbeatable. Okay, then you got Minnesota, who's struggling with Cat, Gobert, that whole experiment. Uh, and then you got the Brooklyn Nets, who just fairly are not that good. You know, they have talent. They have guys like Kevin Durant. Um but, you know, they went through the whole coaching change, and I don't know. They're talking about blowing that team up. I, I mean, I told you. I We told you so, okay? It's really not that hard to see that they are lacking talent. Now the Sixers have uh, started under expectations as well, but now we're 7-7. Seven and seven. We're sitting at the seventh seed in the East, and honestly, we're only a couple games from being the third seed. So my point being is, if you can take two of these next three, maybe the, maybe the ship is steered in the right direction. Maybe it is steered in the right direction. Maybe you're back on track. And we're saying, okay, let, now we can take a deep breath. It was just a rough start to the year. But if we were to lose a couple of the next games, I mean, it could go bad. Look who we got after that. Charlotte, Orlando, Atlanta, Cleveland, Memphis, Houston, LA. I mean, you know, we can have a pretty solid stretch here, but the Sixers need to step up and they need to show us what they have, uh, you know, the last couple of games. And honestly, it even hasn't been the whole team, but they need to play more consistent together as a unit. Everybody needs to help out and, you know, not have Joel Embiid have to go for an incredible 59 point performance to win a game. So hoping to see a lot more consistency out of these guys. Uh, the last thing I want to bring up is the MVP thing. Joel Embiid, after his monster performance, is now sitting at fifth in the MVP race. The latest odds released Jason Tatum, Luca at number two, Giannis, Curry and Embiid. What do you guys think about that? I think that's pretty fair. I mean, Embiid did not play well early in the year. You know, Luka and Jason Tatum are, are having insane years right now. And, you know, it's a long season. But I think this is fair. And honestly, again, I don't think Joel cares about the MVP anymore. But it is good to see him getting a little bit of recognition after what was such a great performance. Because, you know, they take every chance that they get, um, you know, to try to downplay Joel Embiid and this team and the process and all that. So it is good to see him get some recognition. But... It should not be the main site. The main site is getting healthy, 
getting on the right track and uh, playing as a team and trying to come together and win some games. So, hey, things are at least trending in the right direction for now. Maybe in a couple games we'll be saying the opposite again. It's been a roller coaster of a year. This team is still confusing to me. They're still unexpectedly good and then bad. Like, it doesn't make sense sometimes. But if they can come out and beat Milwaukee, I think they can beat Minnesota. I think they can beat Brooklyn. I think this team can get right back on it. You got the golden opportunity right here. Will you make the most of it? That is the question of the day. Let me know what you think down below about all this stuff. Once again, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Like always, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, share this video around. And with that being said, I will catch you on the next one. Peace.